Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Tiger Shulman Smithtown Podcast. I'm Sensei James Leonelli, owner and head instructor of Tiger Shulman's here in Smithtown. I am in my home recording space. You probably just heard it jumping up on uh, the chair with me. My furry co-host Slade is here as we prepare for this week's episode. So uh, to that end, this week at Tiger Shulman's, or rather this week on Long Island, I should say, and basically all in the Northeast, we had a gigantic snowstorm. And uh, it, it provided me with a, uh, a great way to segue into something that I wanted to talk about. Anyway, a topic that had been on my list of topics for a good little while, and uh, a great little segue. So uh, the storm we had on Saturday, it, was, it, it literally got upgraded to a blizzard. Uh, the conditions, it was falling like up to an inch an hour at certain points. Um, it was really, it was really crazy. I mean, whiteout conditions, snow falling super, super fast. Um, and on top of that, it was windy as anything. So, you know, uh, when we went out to take care of the driveway and the walkways and everything, uh, the snow was falling pretty much all day. It started snowing the night before. So on Friday night, it was snowing a little bit. And then uh, by the time we woke up on Saturday morning, there was already over a foot of snow or close to it anyway. Um, and it continued to fall at that crazy rate for the rest of the day. It didn't even stop until later in the evening here on the South Shore of Long Island. And, um, you know, Slade, my very co-host here, and his sister Onyx had all sorts of fun in the snow. Um, as a matter of fact, Slade gets angry at you when you're shoveling snow. If you don't do, uh, if you don't do what he thinks is uh, shoveling it correctly, which involves snow and throwing the snow directly at his face so that he can try to catch it in his mouth. But nonetheless, uh, by the time we were out there doing our driveway, we were there with our neighbor because the driveways can join. Um, and <clears throat> between the two houses, we have two snowblowers. But it's a very, very big driveway. The driveway is like 150 feet long uh, or so, right around there, depending on which angle, right? Uh, and two car wide. So we have all this length of driveway. And my neighbor... He is an arborist by trade. He's got a big industrial snowblower, one of those giants. It has to be at least two feet wide, maybe more. And man, this thing's got got some some oomph behind it. Uh, he was throwing snow so far. It was <laughs> it was funny. Slade was in the backyard trying to catch the snow because uh, the the driveway runs the entire length of the property. So it uh, the backyard borders the driveway. So we'd be doing the driveway. And Slade would be trying to catch the snow that Bill was throwing. And Bill was throwing it over his head, our neighbor Bill. was throwing it over his head and like over the fence. And Slade was still trying to catch it somehow. But we're out there. And with the two snowblowers going and uh, Mrs. Ansay and uh, Bill, Bill's significant other, they're out there with shovels. Um, and they're cleaning off the cars or we're snow blowing. And it was just absolute drudgery. Absolute drudgery. Uh, you know, the snow was so deep, like doing the walkways of the houses, it was funny. I was letting Bill clear off the majority of stuff because he had the big giant snowblower and I have what I think of as a regular snowblower comparatively. Um, but even like doing the walkways of the houses, the drifts were so high that doing some of the walkways, only the, uh, the spout of my snowblower was sticking out of the snow. So like, that's how deep it was. So I had to like, it was very slow going. And it was windy. Every, sn every bit of snow that you were putting in the air was getting blown around often right back into your face. And uh, several times throughout the process, 
Bill would wind up near me and he'd shout at me because we had to shout to be heard over the two snowblowers. He would shout at me, this sucks. And of course I would agree with him because it certainly did suck. Um, and at a certain point, we got the driveway clear. Not down to, not down to the, uh, the concrete or, or pavement or whatever, but uh, it was pretty close to clear. The walkways are pretty close to clear. Um, obviously, we were fighting a losing battle because snow was still falling. So uh, even though we did clear out the driveway, um, man, oh, man, there was still snow that we, we cleared out and we turned around and there'd be like a little coating back there. Um, obviously frustrating. So we got it as low as we could. And at a certain point, Bill's like, I think we have to concede for today. I think today this might be the limit. And, you know, we got as far as we could. He goes, you know, as long as this wind is blowing, as long as the snow is falling, we're going to be out here forever. He goes, we might as well call it for now, and we'll hit it again in the morning. Uh, and this was after being out for a couple of hours. And, you know, it was cold, and it was windy, and it was wet because the snow was blowing around like crazy. Um, you know, it was all in your face. I, my beard, it was kind of funny. My beard was frozen straight out from my face. The, it, it had caught on the top of the collar of my, my snow jacket and uh, all the snow that had gotten into it. When I took the jacket off, my beard had frozen forward. So it extended out past my nose. It was kind of funny. Um, I was pulling chunks of snow out of my beard for the next little while. It was horrible. <laughs> it was not a labor of love. Right? There are many things you do when you own a home that are labors of love. And there are other things that you do that are not, that are drudgery that are things that you absolutely hate. The, you know, I have to admit, I was certainly not a fan of being out in that snow, of being out uh, in that wind, of being, having all blowback in my face as soon as I'd make some progress, of turning around and seeing you know, a bunch of wind, having just filled back in all the work that I just did. It was certainly frustrating, and it was arduous, but it was a test of the mind. And there's a big value in that. Because right, here's the thing, many of things in life that are necessary are not fun. They're not your favorite things. And they don't have to be. Right? But so often in life, we, we tend to nerf the world a little bit where we make ourselves avoid those things that are uncomfortable. Or we spend time not doing those things. Or we actively don't do those things that are uncomfortable. And, you know, is there a certain station of life where you reach where, okay, maybe you don't mow your own lawn anymore, maybe you hire a service, okay, maybe. But the, still, there is value in doing something that's uncomfortable, doing something that you hate. I've mentioned him before, and I will mention him again, because uh, he's an excellent motivator, and that is the man David Goggins, Navy SEAL, ultramarathoner, and overall motivator. Uh, if you find the man on social media, be prepared for, word, uh, for language that is not safe for work, but it is super motivating. Um, if, you have, if you ever find yourself in need of motivation before you're going to work out, go online and search a video of his. It's called, uh, Who's Going to Carry the Boats? Uh, and it's him working out, and it's all about him you know, shouting at the, uh, as he's working out, as he's you know, pumping himself up to finish this tough workout that's tough on him mentally. And uh, he's shouting, who's going to carry the boats? I'm going to carry the boats. I'm going to carry the boats and the logs. And obviously he's talking about SEAL training when they're, you know, the, the different parts of, of the weeks where they're, uh, 
you know, carrying boats everywhere that they go, resting on, on top of their head or arms over their head, or where they're carrying logs as teams, arms over their head. And he, he is talking about how he's going to be one of the ones strong enough to do that. It was, it, it's super motivating. It cuts the clips of all that. It'll pump you up like, <laughs> like not much that I've seen. But he, there's one of the quotes, if you Google quotes from David Goggins, one of the ones that comes up the most often, and it's very much his attitude on life, I feel, is do one thing every day that you hate. Do one thing every day that you hate. And I think that's accurate. I think that's very accurate. Because there is power in being strong enough to push through the drudgery. There is power in that. There's so much power in it. Because most people avoid that which is uncomfortable or that which is trying on them or that which is uncomfortable to do. There is power in going through uncomfortable situations. Right? There's a lot of discomfort in life. And if we constantly nerf our world and, and you know, cover every corner and you round every edge, and take off all of the, the abrasiveness, what are we left with? We're left with no real strength. We're left with no real toughness. Toughness, power, strength, fortitude, perseverance, heart, all these things that we want the people around us to have, that we would want our children to have, they come from that discomfort. They come from doing that thing that you hate. Now here's the thing. Hearing that idea of doing one thing every day that you hate sounds like, okay, let me go find a miserable workout, for example, and do it. And I don't think it has to be that big. I don't. As a matter of fact, I think it can be much smaller. And I think you can do more of them. Here's what I mean. Let's take a workout that I really enjoy. Obviously, I really enjoy martial arts. I, I trained just a couple of hours ago. I trained with one of my main training partners that I train with all the time. And we did some arduous drills today. Some drills that were very, very difficult. And nobody likes the feeling of fatigue. Nobody loves that feeling. There are people who say they love it, but what do they really love? They love the accomplishment that comes with it, knowing they push themselves to there. So getting yourself to that point where you're weary, where you're super weary, and you're feeling it. Oh man, you're feeling it. But then you push past. Everybody hates that feeling. Everybody does. So experiencing that feeling, taking you know, the last quarter of a round where we've been working a very difficult drill, something that's very cardiovascularly tasked, T taxing and hitting that drill hard even when I'm tired and knowing that I'd feel better physically I'd feel better if I took if I took my foot off the gas pedal if I just relaxed if I didn't go if I went more technically and less intense but where's the challenge in that where's the thing I hate in that where's the strength in that instead on those moments that's the part where you're going to hate the feeling in the moment in the moment you're going to hate that uncomfortable feeling. You're going to hate that discomfort. But 10 seconds later when you recover and your body's feeling good again, you're going to have the instant feeling is like, heck yeah, I did that. I pushed through that. You feel powerful. You feel strong instantly on the other side of struggle. And the thing with it is, it's easy to give in to human weakness. It's very easy to, to nerf your own world, to avoid discomfort. But comfort zones 
are good when they're earned. If you earn your comfort zone, if you earn the time in it, like don't get me wrong, if you kill it all week, you have awesome workouts, right? you're super strict on your nutrition, you killed it at work, you did all that projects around your house that you need to do, you did all of that stuff, and then you take some hours on your Sunday morning or your Sunday afternoon and you're a little lazy, you sit around on your couch with your family, you're cool. You earned that. Now, does that mean that on Monday or later that day you're not going to get back after it? Of course not. You're going to get right back after it. But the more time we spend uncomfortable, the stronger we're going to be. The stronger our mind is going to be. And that's the thing. The difference between someone who is very successful and the someone who is not is very simple. It's simply how strong their mind is. If your mind is strong, if you don't give up where other people would, then you will succeed where others have failed. It's simply a matter of mindset. It is simply a matter of how hard you're willing to push, of how uncomfortable you can make yourself. Because everything worthwhile in life is uncomfortable at certain points. Everything worth doing. Working on your health, it can be uncomfortable. Like I said, everybody hates that, that moment of fatigue. Everybody hates that feeling of weakness and wobble when you're doing that one more push-up that you didn't think that you could do. Everybody hates that feeling where you, you know, your stomach starts to, to burn a little bit as, as you're trying to take those deeper breaths that you might need. I, Everybody hates that feeling. But the reward, the reward that's on the other side of that discomfort, that, the reward that comes from pushing yourself through that discomfort over and over and over again, man, that is such a huge feeling. That's, that accomplishment that comes from that is tremendous. That's, that's the reward for that journey. Right? We started the 90 Day Challenge, as I, I mentioned in my school. Um, we just had our first me meeting following up post the challenge start just last night. And when we did, I asked an important question to a bunch of, to everybody who was there. I said, what is your why? What is the reason that you're doing this? Why are you improving your health? What is it about your health? What, what is your reasoning? What's your mindset? What's your, what's your motivation? And I got a lot of great answers. I got a lot of great answers. Um, I, I have one woman in the group whose daughter has special needs, and she said, I have to outlive my special needs daughter because no one else is going to be able to help her like I can. So I need to change what I was doing and take care of my health so that way I can be a much better health and I can outlive my, um, my special needs daughter. Her husband was there as well, and he goes, I need to have the energy to keep up with my daughter all the time. I need to be feeling good enough. Everything in my life gets better when I take care of myself. He goes, silly things, things I don't even think about. I wake up in the morning and I don't hurt. He goes, my golf game, of all silly things, it gets better because I feel better. Always comes back to that. I had another young woman in the room who was very young. She said, I'm 23 years old. I, I'm working nine to five, a nine-to-five job, which I enjoy, but I come home and I have no energy. I'm, I'm done. I'm shot. 
It shouldn't be this way. I shouldn't have, I should have energy. She goes, God forbid if I had kids, I wouldn't have the energy to come home and take care of them. I need to make a change. And I heard a lot of other great powerful stuff, but the, those things that they're talking about, those are the motivations. Those are, are, are the, the reasons to put, subject yourself to the discomfort. That's the thing. Right? Everybody needs a reason to do it. I think parents, your, your motivation hits you right in the face. Right in the face. Every time you see those children of yours, that's your motivation to work on your health. Because you've got to be around for as long, uh, as long as you can with them. The longer the better. You know, I mean, you want to be there for every significant moment in their life. You want to walk down the aisle with them at their wedding. You want to see them have kids of their own. You want to see those moments. And if you're not taking care of your health, how are you going to get there? Instead, uh, instead of nerfing your world, which I know I've used that phrase a lot today, but, but why not? Uh, instead of doing that, take some time every day. And go through some things that you hate. Get to that part of your workout where the sweat is rolling down your face. And when the sweat is rolling down your face and it's tickling the end of your nose uh, and you feel it creepy crawling down your face, don't wipe it. Don't make yourself comfortable. Earn that comfort by finishing the workout. And then when you finish, then wipe it. Right? Don't take the time in the middle of the round. Don't take the time in the middle of the set to wipe it. No. Be uncomfortable. Do that part that you hate. Because that part that you hate, that discomfort that you go through, that's worth it. That's worth it. That is where strength of mind is built. That's where you get better. That's where you get stronger. Right? That's where the ability to overcome every obstacle that life is going to throw your way, that's where it happens. So focus there first. Right? And Listen, there's a lot of things every day that we do that are not the most fun part of our day. That's okay. It doesn't need to be. Instead, focus on making sure that you don't go through a single day without doing one thing that you hate. One thing that forces you out of your comfort zone. One thing that forces you to put yourself out there a little bit. And like I said, it doesn't have to be big. Right, if you're a person who absolutely positively hates running... Eh, that can be a detriment if you're saying, okay, I'm going to run every day. Because if you hate it that bad, that's going to be your workout. Well, then you're not going to do it. You'll just avoid it. Instead, find a work that you do enjoy. Find something you do love to do. I always think martial arts. And then create the moments that you hate in that workout. Right? Those three or four more round kicks you didn't think you had the stamina to throw. That's a moment you hate, that uncomfortable feeling in your stomach, right? the, the fatigue, the huffing and puffing, right? the, those tingles as you think, oh man, I'm, I'm hitting a wall here. That moment, you hate it. But 15 seconds later, when you've recovered and you're feeling so much better on the other side of it, and you're pumping yourself up for what you, just, you pushed yourself through, that's, that's worth it. That's so worth it. That's where the results lie. That's where the fortitude lies, on the other side of the part that you hate. But like I said, it's kind of like when a parent melts cheese on top of the broccoli so the kid will eat the broccoli. Sometimes in life, you got to hide the broccoli in the cheese. Right? And this is just one example. If you pick a workout that you hate, you won't do it. But if you pick a workout that you love, you can create those moments easily. 
I think the people who come and train with me in my school love it. I think they love training in martial arts. But I don't think they don't love that moment where they're struggling to get that one more push-up, or they're struggling to get that one more crunch, or their legs are burning and locking up on the squats. They don't love those moments. But a few seconds later, when they're recovered, I think they love that feeling. And you don't get that good feeling without the hate. <laughs> without that uncomfortable part, you don't get the good part. That's just how life works. It's got to be balanced. Everything in life balances. You know, I, I mean, we think about this very, very simply. Like, uh, Mrs. Sensei's aunt and uncle lost a pet uh, last week. Uh, pa pet passed away. And, you know, they thought in recognizing, you know, how hurt they were, we have to realize that you don't get that hurt without all the love. Right? You, you wouldn't hurt that bad from losing the pet if you didn't love the pet so much and they didn't bring you so much joy and happiness. There's balance. It, it, it equally it, it's equal to it. Right? And this, is the, this idea I'm talking about today is exactly the same in reverse. You go through the discomfort. You go through the, 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 the very uncomfortable feeling. You go through that thing that you hate because the feeling on the other side is worth it. And more important than the feeling is the strength of will that you get, the mindset that you get, where you're not going to be conquered, you're not going to be broken, just because something's difficult, just because something's hard. Everybody does stuff that's hard. Everybody faces hardship. Everybody. Are you going to be conquered in that moment? I think if you constantly put yourself through moments that you hate, I don't think that you're going to cave in that moment. I think you'll easily find your way through. So that's all I have for you guys today. As always, you can reach me via email, senseileonelli at gmail.com. You can find me on Facebook. I'm Sensei James Leonelli. On Twitter and Instagram, I'm at Sensei underscore Leonelli. You can find my school online at tsksmithtown.com. On Facebook, we're at facebook.com slash tigershulmansmithtown. On Instagram and Twitter, we are at tsmma underscore smithtown. You can find the podcast on Instagram at tssmithtownpodcast. You can find out more about the Tiger Shulman's organization as a whole at tsk.com. Uh, this weekend, we have some fights coming up. Mike Trezano fighting in the UFC, so good luck to him. And we have a bunch of fighters fighting on a card here in Westbury, Long Island, uh, including a bunch of guys that I train with on a weekly basis, like Gilbert. Very good luck to Gilbert. I train a lot of Gilbert's family in my school, so Gilbert, best of luck. And the rest of the fighters on that card, best of luck. Uh, I'm sure you guys prepared well. Time to rise to the occasion. Uh, beyond that, my friends, have a great week. Get motivated. Do something that you hate. Right? Do something you hate every day. Right? Invest in yourself, and I will see you guys on the mat.